Hello there ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast we've got a special episode for you. It's a special getting over episode. We're, uh, we're still living in lockdown, but that doesn't stop the podcast from uh, rolling on. And uh, Stu felt that there was plenty of content for a special little episode. So uh, we all jumped on to the, uh, to the magic of video conferencing. And uh, we knocked out a special podcast just for you guys. So here we go. Um, anybody that's not watching on YouTube, jump over. Like I say, this one is a video one, so uh, certainly something to check out. And while you're there, give us a cheeky subscribe, like, share, comment, all of that. Then get every single person you've ever met or ever known to do the same. Cheers. Anyway, here we go. This is Cookie Cast Getting Over Special. Ghost you. Hello, welcome along everyone. Um, we thought we'd just jump on here and put out a little cheeky special edition getting over on Cookie Cast. Um, I guess weirdly, appropriate, well not weirdly, kind of planned the, the t-shirt in terms of it has been a bit of a shock to the system. It's been a bit of a, bit of a busy news week or two since uh, WrestleMania is in the books. Um, we're not going to actually talk too much about WrestleMania this time because we'll leave that for the predictions on, uh, on, on the, the full fat version of uh, getting over, if you like. But um, yeah, a lot has happened, so we thought we'd, uh, we'd jump on and have a little chat. Um, first things before we get kicked off, the first place I'd like to start, I wouldn't really like to start. I can't really let this go without mentioning uh, Howard Finkel, uh, bless him. Unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, on the 16th, age 69, had a very, very long history with WWE, and debuted at Madison Square Gardens in 1977, so just to put that into perspective, Howard Finkel was a ring announcer the same year that Star Wars came out, the original Star Wars, so that's uh, a very, very long career, he was the first official WWE employee when WWE came into existence, as as it's kind of known today, so he's not their longest serving uh, worker as well. Um, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame class in 2009, and I've probably dropped this, just dropped this on you guys. But if anyone's got any uh, any, any memories of Howard Finkel, anything they want to bring up, um, obviously now would probably be a good time. Uh, I, yeah. I remember it was, it was, was me. I was going to say I remember meeting him at, at a convention at some point. He seemed uh, a perfectly charming girl. Yeah, uh, that was that was down in London uh, back in 2015 at uh, London WrestleCon, and when he was announced, he was announced when he when he was uh, announced as a guest. He was he was one of the ones on the list straight away that uh, had to go and meet. He really nice guy. Seems to have time for people on the day, despite being ridiculously busy. But yeah, he's it's one of them. It's, I think when we sort of had it on the text, it was I think it was you, Paul, that put it most aptly in the sense of it's a kick right in the childhood because that is the voice of ring announcing for as long as I can remember and still announcing the, the Hall of Fame classes as well at every every WrestleMania right you know right up until recently so yeah that's kind of a bit, it was a bit like, of a sad note to start but I, I could not mention it I always thought it was quite like, well summed up but I think it was I can't remember it was Edge or Chris but one of them said that when they won the titles for the first time or himself into the Hall of Fame in, in the true sort of Howard Finkel ring announcer yeah, style. Definitely. Pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so moving on, and um, just uh, as well, going to drop in another little shout out for, for WrestleCares. Uh, we mentioned them on the last pod, uh, they're a local charity group, all local to me anyway, um, over in Hull. 
doing stuff for underprivileged kids and helping them out, getting their, piquing their interest in wrestling, and providing merch where they can, where, you know, it might be that they can't afford it, might be that they have a chance to go to shows. Throughout the course of uh, the year as well, when things get slightly back to normal, they're, uh, they're going to start really looking into um, getting tickets for, for families to go and stuff like that as well. So they've had some pretty big followers of, of late as well, a special um, video that was put out by Alexander Wolf of Imperium fame um, has, uh, has given them a little video message as well. So check them out on Facebook, uh, WrestleCares, or you can check them out on Twitter, at CaresWrestle. Um, so yeah down into the, the, the sort of the business that's happened since and um, speaking of business is is WWE an essential business? No. Some would say it is. <laughs> well, just, I think I understand like the, you know, it's how they employ a lot of people and it feeds into other things but if and obviously it kind of runs into that kind of sport and sport entertainment. But if there's no basketball, there's no baseball, there's none of the major the major sports leagues in America aren't going. How how is how is wrestling any different? Because I would suggest that they need more medics. They need more you know, there's there's more kind of people there to interact with each other. It just, it, 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 I mean, it stinks. So, you know, kind of when you start to read around it, you're like, oh, right, yeah. You know, the McMahon's made a sizable donation to a, a government, you know, some kind of politician in Florida. We should probably fill in a little bit of the backstory here. So, uh, to begin with, WWE wasn't deemed an essential business. And the um, the police department uh, around the doctor around the area where the um, performance center is based in Orlando had actually visited, apparently, on numerous occasions, saying, "Look, you're breaking because it's not it's not lockdown in America. It's a stay at home order. Stay at home. Weird one as well. Um, Is it stay but, where you are? What like, like musical statues? I I saw. I was watching a I was watching a video on YouTube the other day where they were talking about somebody's uh, taken this opportunity to break the Cannonball Run record, um, and the guy who was doing the video was saying it's a stay where you are order." Don't know. If, I, I don't know if there's a difference or. I presume they're not wanting people to eat. Like if they've if they're from Texas and they've moved to Florida, for example, go back to yeah to Texas maybe. So, but they, apparently they were approached on numerous occasions that you know you're going to get shut down, and then miraculously on the the ninth of April, uh, Orange County uh, Mayor Jerry Deeming had consulted with the governor and. WWE was labelled to be an essential business. Funnily enough, as Matt mentioned, on the exact same day, Linda McMahon had pledged to spend $18.5 million on the state of Florida as part of Trump's re-election campaign. Um, so, yeah. Linda McMahon obviously what an amazing point to... Yeah, I mean, who would have thought it? The shiftier thing is the fact that, obviously, AEW have been taping and they reckon they're taped up till the end of May. Um, but the police arrived at some of their tapings the other week. And mysteriously tipped you know, tipped off by people. And you're kinda of like, right then, no, what what you know, what's got you I know, I know it's competition and all that kind of thing. But you can't be like, Oh, they're filming over there, you know, but we're we're an essential business over here and you're like the same you're the same yeah. business. If, if, if it comes to it and it gets to the end of AEW's sort of ones that they've got already in the cap, I can't, like, if, if they if they decide to run a show in Florida, how can they say no to it? Because mm-hmm. you, you can't do, you can't, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be one rule for one. One rule for one, one rule for another. Uh, but oh, they've got 18, 18 and a half million reasons to prove it otherwise. Such a cynic, Stu, come on. Yeah, so you know, the, and the Khans have got a big contribution to Florida as well. Yeah, 
you know, and do they do they want you know do they, do, would they care if the Jag, Jags leave Florida? Possibly not, but there's plenty of places where which are willing to take them. You know, London's an ongoing rumor, and that's a kind of link into the NFL. So you know, they've got to keep everybody sweet, and I think you know, if you come out looking, you're looking like, all right, yeah, we're going to favor the WWE. Well, you know, fair enough, maybe it's a, a wagon that you hitch certainly the horse that you hitch your wagon to, but it, it, look, it doesn't look in a, good. In a kind of weird way, though, fair enough, it's has got a lot of money, but if he gets into a pissing contest with Shad Khan, there's only going to be one winner, so... Yeah. And he isn't getting his head shaved at WrestleMania, is he? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not, he's he's not, not trying to run... He's not running people like Paul Heyman out of business in that situation, you know. And even Ted Turner, to some extent, he kind of started to lose control and stuff. Yeah. In that, it went, you know, towards the end of WCW. You know, the Khans have got a lot of money, and yeah, they're willing exactly. to take you know, And I think they're willing to take him on this time. Yeah. Well, they've got nothing to fear, think... haven't they? Didn't all this happen on the same day? Pretty much, yeah. It was within within a forty eight hour period, as far as I remember from from last week. But it's it, it all happened very very quickly because the, the the first thing was this kind of like flip flopping of they gonna they have to do live shows now they're doing pre tape no no we're definitely doing live again now we're doing pre tapes and that was all sort of hinged on the back of that essential business um sort of thing, but also as well. I don't know how much there would be in the terms of 
if the TV networks have put any kind of pressure on them to, you know, I think we, we might have mentioned this briefly last time about and if the TV networks will put pressure on to kind of fulfil their contract on the basis that if they couldn't, the TV uh, company might get a bit of a discount or save a bit of money for themselves as well. But it seems the last the last I'd seen that they're, they're airing on the side of pre-taped again um, with the inclusion of money in the bank being uh, sort of pre-taped as well, which we'll, we'll get to on, on the next episode of Getting Over, but there'll be some, some good stuff to come from that one. Um I just yeah, think it just doesn't make any sense at all. Like, I mean, if if they're pushing for content, so if USA and Fox are literally saying to him, right, you need to provide us with ten, no, eight hours, no, seven hours, because you've got two, two NXT, two SmackDown, three Raw. Yeah. You've got seven hours, so you need to give us seven hours of content each week. Unless in, the, unless in the contract, if it actually specified it has to be new content, there's absolutely no way they could cobble together seven hours of material each week from the 50, 60 years of stuff they've got. Anybody seen NXT UK recently? Because they're just, they're, they're like, as you put it, cobbling together. Like this week's was the Tyler Bate Walter rivalry in full, pretty much just as one show. So. Yeah, so some of the NXT, NXT, yeah. NXT shows have been that. that like, they did the Gargano um, Chomper kind of build show kind of things, and then that went and they kind of built through, through a few rivalries and stuff like that. I just think, you know, I think the networks kind of went a little bit, you know, people don't think that it's right that we're making people go to work. It's not a good look for Fox and USA. So I think they kind of stepped back a little bit. But you just think, <sighs> I know, I know the the the, the rule being the longest running continuous show on a Monday is is this big kind of thing that they're proud of. But also, you look like a harvest bastard. <laughs> you know, you're making people you're making people go to go go to work when they don't need to. Do some reruns. You know, show yeah, show WrestleMania's show. Things that people haven't seen before, you know, you've got you've got the archives of the WWE, you've got the archives of TNA, you've got the archives of WCW, you've got all your documentaries, you've got so much stuff that's on the network, and I know they've got people paying for the network, but put that on, put that on the tally. There's there's even an argument for like the stuff that's been unreleased because they are I've, I've listened on like or I've heard on multiple podcasts they record all the house shows. So they could they could put some of that together and, and send that out. There's, there's absolutely no way they've got they've got they must have hundreds of not thousands of hours of unused footage that no one's ever seen that they could definitely push together and make a show out of. They've got like a perfect opportunity as well, and the fact that if you think about maybe somebody like uh, McIntyre who they've spent the best part of this year building up. Um, and spoiler alert. Watch WrestleMania. We'll talk about this in a bit more detail next time. But like, they've just they've just given him the main title in that company. What, regardless of what people feel about the Universal, everybody will still consider to me the, the WWE title being the main title in, in the company. Um, they've also got links with ICW with all the indies in the UK. Why not like smash two or three matches from from them guys? Because they they don't generally have short matches when they're on the indies either and just like smash three or four weeks they could even do together of this is where he went when he left the first time this is how he developed this is what you know to get to this point where he's now it's it, like stuff like that should be like shooting fish in a barrel for them lot. like we've we've come up with this after talking about it for like 10 minutes so like that's their job surely they can and, I mean, if, and it's, as well if you did need to put some new stuff in there literally just get them just get them in the in the studio and get them to do a talking head segment 20 yeah well or just do this or this i mean it's not it's not difficult is it i mean you're not oh, going everywhere you know. so isn't it just just loop, looping that slightly back to uh i think it was paul that said but they, oh, they look like heartless bastards making them making people go to work well uh some some of those people no longer need to go to work. 
after uh, after the sixteenth of sixteenth of April. Um, very 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 long day, I imagine, for the uh, people in the contracts team there at WWE. Did you but, see um, the thing about one of the people that was released was obviously Rotunda, who in the yes. previous guys was IRS. Yes. And in the states, that's tax day. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they fired the tax man, essentially. On tax day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I have got uh, a list. I'm not sure how extensive the list is, but there were some, some were probably more shocking than others, but regardless of, of where they sit on the card, like these are still real people at the end of the day with, you know, with jobs and families and all the rest of it. Yeah, so, I mean... Most most people live to their means. If these people's means are slightly more because they've had a better better pay, then they might be in, you know, an even uh, even worse state than maybe somebody who wasn't would be. But I'm not sure. But I think probably going straight to the, the head of that list, maybe maybe a surprising one to pick out. But I think the biggest the biggest shock was uh, Mike Kyoda, referee. Uh, yep. Again. At the time before he was fired, there easily their longest-serving employee. Um, been there, I think, to the, about thirty years. Years, yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was uh, eighty-nine that I'd seen um, on the thing that I'd, uh, I was looking at about when he when he started. So like from yeah, thirty years to be with that company to then on your way to the like. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to pretend to know what the terms were, if they got paid off or anything like that. At the end of the day, they, you know, they, these people have lost their job. People can talk about uh, like your EC3s maybe, or or your Leo Rush maybe has been like the wasted opportunities. Um, you know, the, those guys both stood out to me as two guys who got second chances with WWE. First EC3 in his second run after. The original NXT, he was one of the original NXT lineup on him, Derek Bateman, if I remember rightly. Um, went off, proved himself with TNA, came back, looked like it was, you know, all systems go, ready to push him up to the main roster. Got there and hasn't really done too much, but again, he, he worked to get himself in that position. So to me, who's to say that? He maybe won't come back to WWE now for for what would be a third time, but he's, he's shown to me that he's got that sort of ethic about him. So I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll be he'll be all right. I think he'll be um, picked up. He'll be picked up pretty quickly, even if he just goes back to, to TNA. You know, they'll they'll take him because he was like head of you know the kind of thing of the company and stuff like that. You know, and yeah. I think he's the kind of guy that will go back to the company that he was with before. Um, he just he, he never they could never find the right gimmick for it. And he's, a good, he's a good talker though. He'll, he'll always he'll always get a job based on Mike's good. Yeah, I think that's that's, that's the main reason he's never been given that chance at WWE. Like you've not yeah. like, the amount of the amount of promos he's cut since, especially since moving up to the main roster, you can probably count on one hand. Well, yeah, he came out and he was doing that weird silent stuff at one stage and. The less enthusiastic, less than enthusiastic walkout, and I'm like, is that was that kayfabe? Was that kind of actually, I'm absolutely sick of being here, kind of thing? And it was just, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of him in TNA, but you know, when he came up, you're like, all right, you know, they've picked him up, I'm sure they'll give him a good chance. But then he, it's the usual thing that we started in NXT, they rushed him through NXT, chucked him onto the main roster, and then he got buried. I won't even say he got buried in the mid cards, but buried. In, <laughs> Like under a table somewhere, you know, it was just it was just like, well, we haven't got anything for you, and it just seems like I don't know. You know, we've complained continually, complained on it, but we observed continually on this is that some weeks you watch it raw or you watch SmackDown, and it's the same as the previous three four weeks. Vary it up a little bit, you know, chuck some things in, even if it's on a two week kind of rotation kind of thing, but it's hard oh, no, got to have this, you've got to have that. We don't have to have the same mid card in wrestling every week. You don't have to have the same I understand you've got to have your main guys up there, but let's get some other people in there as opposed to the same people every week. You know, I'm like watching Raw this week. Cesaro's wrestling. They're like 
I've not seen this. So I'm pretty sure I've seen this for the past three, four weeks. And he's, a, he's another, you know, he's another great wrestler who's getting buried with the shite storylines. But, you know, where's the variety? Because that's what the mid-card's there for. You're meant to be showing different people every week to get people into them. Not, oh, here you go, it's Cesaro wrestling somebody. Me and you, I think me, like me and you were texting uh, a little bit last week about like Raw have been on and they did was it the the Street Profits versus um, Andrade and Gaza and then they did Bianca, Bianca Belair versus Zelina Vega and then they did this, like the, the six person t- like intergender tag match like straight after each other so all pretty the much an hour. <laughs> like, pretty much filled like an hour's worth of television with the same six people didn't they? No, it's garbage. It's absolutely garbage. And again, though, is that is that part of they could only have so many people in the building due to current restrictions? But even even so, break the segments up. Yeah, <laughs> just do it one after the other. Yeah, or, it would have been annoying. It, it would have been just as annoying for it to be three weeks in a row. But at least it wouldn't have been the first half an hour to forty-five minutes. It's the go around of all right, here you go, Street Profits against Angel Gaza in Austin Theory. Oh, look, she's interfered. So then now she's here. So then, oh, right, we'll have them fight now. And, oh, they've been into, that's been interfered with now. So then let's have a triple, uh, you know, with six person tag. <laughs> it was just like, got to the end of it. I was like, just, just no, this is crap. I don't want to see the same thing over and over again. I think um, a couple of other surprises on that list. Uh, for me, was was the OC, as in yeah. Gallows and Anderson just gone. Part of the uh, the storyline with with AJ and Undertaker at WrestleMania, again one of the biggest selling points of, of the biggest show of the year, and you know a few weeks removed, like on your go boys is like like what what happens with that? They had they had uh, an entrance, they had merch, you know they had everything hooked up on you know on, on the back. Kind of on the back of AJ Styles' bandwagon, I guess, but they're a decent tag team. Made, made money all around the world. I can't imagine that they were maybe the you know the worst paid guys. But similarly, again, I don't think we'd be anywhere near the top. But uh, to get uh, to get rid of one of your better is, tag team, just. But is it a case of that they maybe asked for a release? however many months ago, didn't get it, and then when it's come up to a case of they're looking to release people, well, why don't we let go of the people who ask to be let go first, and then we'll come Maybe. back on. Well, the, Maybe. Just, just before, just, it seems to be a, like a, a, a big old clear out of the tag teams, because just before like the, the, the main release day, if you like, that, that happened, uh, the revival were, were let go just before that. Um, yeah. And again, combined within that list, you've also got um, Ryder and Hawkins. Ryder's another, to me, another big name. Yes, I might have been photographed at a live event, possibly wearing a brusty headband at some point in my past. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's that's another guy who, you'd have, to me, you'd have down as an absolute lifer and not there anymore. But like, I feel like he's one of them that will absolutely turn it to his benefit because within hours of it being announced, he already had like a pro wrestling tease store set up, and his thing on like social media for the last few years, even though he might not have been in the, the forefront of, of all the stories, is he's always hashtagged everything with "still here." So his first T-shirt on pro wrestling tease, I don't know if you guys have seen this, was not not there, <laughs> which <laughs> quite quite like. Like at least he's kind of take, taking it and, and running with it, but um, yeah, I thought that was that was pretty good. The, there seems to be a bit of a oh, actually, just just coming back to that about people who who asked for their releases and then not got it. I feel like we should give uh, Mr. Moore at least at least a couple of minutes to talk about his uh, his, his favourite former diva from uh, from back in the day. was on the wall I mean you just you just sat there waiting for the names to be there and then you were just sat there waiting and it's like it's, you know I, I don't know whether people are, people are the same as me at the moment but every so often kind of when you're feeling particularly miserable you kind of go on a self-hate kind of search through Twitter or Instagram or something like that just to find something to push you over the edge of being pissed off 
What time is that? Sorry. <laughs> I will. I will say as well. That's where Paul's going in a minute. You can't. You can't struggle too much for money, and then still have a Peloton bike and subscriptions. Because <laughs> that's all. That's all I've seen on her Instagram. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Finley, Hurricane, Sean Navari, and Scott Armstrong, I didn't even realise was still there, the guy who used to be the referee, who was like uh, the, the authorities uh, in-pocket referee for a little while. Some varying things about some of those have been released, some of those have been furloughed, um, so you know when things pick up, they'll just be straight back to work, but I, I don't know which way which way around it is, but you know, there's still there's not as many off-screen talents that seem to be paying the price, but a few of them are still still out of work for the time being as well. Um, but you'd, you'd probably think that somebody like Angle or Lance Storm, or you know, as soon as people are allowed within two meters of each other again, they'll be out training, or you know, they're, they're, again, they're not going to be out of work for for, for the foreseeable. I thought. Well, the, um, well, the thing with Lance Storm. He shut down his school, didn't he? He shut down his training school to go and take the job with WWE. So you'd hope that he, you'd hope that he was one of the people that was furloughed. Because obviously if they've said to him, close that down because we want you to come and work for us now, you'd hope that he was sort of covered with that. But who knows? It's the, the strange one as well, um, just linking it to Lance because just thinking on that Chelsea Green's still employed at NXT and obviously Zack Ryder was let go so that's a be a strange dynamic in that household but um, and also same for uh, Rusev and Lana because Rusev another you know reasonably big name talented and guy's gone but yeah. Sarah Logan as well isn't it with yeah. um, one of the Viking Raiders but then apparently something weird about them circling back around with her and coming back because a lot of people have been like oh you made a mistake letting her go um, but but yeah yeah it's a it's a funny one because I think some 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 will be back some will be back within weeks. I was going to say, what are the chances that they're just saving money by cutting all these contracts at this point in time? There might be a small payout just to sort of send them on their way, but what are the chances that half of these names are going to be back on the roster a couple of months after things get back to normal? I don't know that they'll come back that quickly, um, and, and this, this is this is just me personally because if if that was me, part of me would be thinking, well, you, um, yeah, I'd be I'd be off, I'd, I'd be take, taking my uh, pro wrestling tees money and my uh, my worldwide bookings once that all sort of opens up again. I think I'd be taking a bit of opportunity to kind of not not prove themselves because if they're asking for your back, I guess then you know they already want you, but. I think I'd be taking the opportunity to do things on their own terms a little more to begin with, right before they get sort of tied to the machine, as it, as it were. Um, I, I do think some people will be back. I, I absolutely think that, that Rusev will be back. Rusev on that on that list. Rusev's definitely going to be one of them. I'd, I'd like <coughs> to think Zack Ryder would be back at some point because he knows how to get himself over, and that yeah. But again, that's probably me, more of a heart overhead thing. But I, I hope that he does, he does find his way back. The, 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 good, the good wrestlers will find will either find a lot of money elsewhere, you know, uh, or they'll be back pretty quickly. It's the ones that are just either in the development or kind of have been taken on kind of thing. You can't kind of start. The thing that gets me is they haven't started doing anything with NXT UK yet officially and one person who's working with NXT UK and I'll welcome to him in a minute has been released but I suppose technically his contract was in America mm-hmm. um, but development you, know, you start to worry about the people that if, if they start to do it over here with NXT UK they're apparently you know who am I to kind of judge but their contracts are around like 20,000 to 30,000 pound a year it's not they're not on the mega kind of books that that um that, that say the, the kind of big main roster people are taking um and you know a lot of people have given up like jobs you know jobs and roles elsewhere to kind of run NXT and write for NXT and perform for NXT UK um, but yeah, you, you like your top ones, like you know, like you said, if if we throw the revival in, because you know they were probably released, yeah, they weren't going to sign a new contract, but also they were kind of on their way anyway. You know, it's just a nice little bonus. But like you know, the revival, the OC Bullet Club, um, Rusev, 
um, Zack Ryder, probably even like Curtis Hawkins, Heath Slater, those kind of ones that have been in the main roster and been had things that have got over in the past, they'll be able to find themselves either back at WWE or kind of at another company that they can then build themselves back up, do a Drew McIntyre. You know, he obviously was released, what, was it 2016, was it? Or, yeah, I think that will be about he went back. Thing. But obviously he went, he did, he did TNA, he did Ring of Honor. I'm not sure they did anything in Japan, but he did a lot of the indies kind of in, in the UK. Went away, he found himself. But he's actually WWE champ for a while, went back over here and sort of, Helped to sort of rebuild that brand and look back up in Scotland. Really. So I think one of one of the things that I, we we couldn't finish this list without mentioning was: Do we think that Heath Slater will complete the prophecy? I they could do something really cool with it. I think they could. It'd be really cool if he did something to screw Drew McIntyre. I think I've kind of said on the text chain if he screwed him out of the title you know, to kind of take it away from him and then insert himself into the, the picture and, and take it himself, so, you know, somehow, some some way, somehow, you know, climb that corporate ladder. He's got to go go away and uh, say his prayers and take his vitamins for a good two years first to like, get himself absolutely jacked. Yeah. <laughs> like the other two did. He's like, whatever, whatever Jinder Mahal did, has obviously worked because they need steroids, but it's it's alleged, not not proved. We should just probably point that. Oh yeah. But one one thing that one thing that I was going to finish on was that I was going to say was there anybody from the list that you definitely want to see back? Which was we've kind of I think me and Andy have kind of touched on on Rusev. Definitely would would be sort of probably my pick for sure. And then anybody from that list that you definitely wouldn't mind them making a living kind of on the UK scene, so maybe we could actually go and get to see them in person more often. Um, and for, for me, it's, it's probably an unsurprising in picking in one sense, in the sense of he's, uh, he's a home country boy, but Drake Maverick has got a lot of charisma. Put him, get him back down as his, his rock star spud persona and just let him run riot in like places like Progress and, and you know everywhere else because like that it, it just is an absolute it's just if anything what he lacks in size he absolutely makes up for in charisma for me. Yeah I'd agree on that one. It's it's a weird one though because when he did the um the TNA British boot camp thing he he came across as an absolute dick. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was part of I don't know if that was part of the idea Well, there's the um, there's this 
I'll just I'll just tail it. Well, I'll just do the tail tail end of this. Um, what I will say, 
what I will say is um, we have had a massive uptake with views on YouTube like massive uptake of views uh, the subscribers uh, not following the view trend so um, what I'm sort of signing off with or starting with or both is if you are watching cool if you could subscribe fantastic if you can then get a friend and all of their entire family to do the same that'd be awesome um, we're, we're doing a subscriber push um, as with a lot of things like this once we hit certain markers for subscribers we'll start doing prizes and competitions and um, the aforementioned t-shirts will come along but it's hard to uh, organize those sorts of things in the current situation but more subscribers would be super cool and uh, like I say with that brings more stuff for from the podcast to those subscribers. Yeah, sounds good. Right, well, thanks very much. We'll be we'll be back as normal um, in, a, in a few weeks' time with the, the money in the bank predictions and to discuss the possible new home of the Cookie Cats getting over pay per view predictions championship. Or even with that, the Teddy the Red Foreman. Bye, folks. Bye. <laughs>so there you go what do you think of that little bite-sized chunk for you to digest a little special podcast big thanks to uh Stu, paul and matt for taking the time out to uh jump on a conference call and give you guys the content that you so rightly deserve youtube watchers make sure you're subscribing liking sharing and comment and uh get a family member to do the same then get somebody else to do the same Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com, send us some love, social media, email, or just hug the screen or something. So yeah, that's that for now, and until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.